So I'll uh, provide some light guidance. If you wish to follow in this sitting for the being you're having a slight difficulty with. You're welcome, if you wish, to (coughs) work with that being. Or, if you're called to work with other categories, especially if you're called to work with the category, oh, not loud enough, okay, good, thank you for your that wave. Okay, let's tr- <clears throat> let's try that. <clears throat> Is that better? No, not yes. Maybe it's fine. Okay. Is anyone having trouble hearing me now? If anyone is having trouble hearing me, please give me the wave, the signal. Yeah, I know that happens. <laughs> Terrible, isn't it? Ah, things arise and fall away, and my voice falls away. I know. Yeah, all right. Thanks for the reminder. I'll try to remember it again. Please remind me. Okay. Let's start over. For those who missed all the sentences at the beginning. Okay. So, so, um, in this hour, I would like to offer some light guidance for working with the being you're having um, difficulty with, or little difficulty with. And it's just an invitation um, for this hour to work with that being. And again, since this category can bring up um, a lot for, for some, if you feel called to, to move to self-compassion or, or self-metta, at any time during the sit or during the day, feel free to do that or go to any of the other categories. So really feel welcome to practice um, with this category and other categories as you see fit. And if you are called to work with the being you're having difficulty with, I will offer these these guided instructions um, Just to say, I I like to rephrase it not so much as a difficult person, but a person or a being you're having difficulty with, even though it's a mouthful. The reason is, they're not a difficult person per se. They think they're perfectly fine, right? They're not a difficult person. Um, But at this given time, for whatever reason, you're having difficulty with that person. So it really limits the perspective. It really puts the relationship in perspective um, and acknowledges that they're a human being just like anyone else. They're not a difficult person per se. Um, And there are people who think this being is perfectly fine. They love them and they have a good relationship with them. So just a slight reframing if that is helpful for you. And if I ever say difficult person, it's a shorthand for the longer phrase, person you're having slight difficulty with or difficulty with. So 
So with that, um, I invite you to, to get into your comfortable position, because as we have been saying, this practice of metta is done in a, partic- in a comfortable position. It starts with metta and kindness to yourself by making sure that this body is comfortable. And it's often helpful to just take a moment or two just to settle in. Settle in with the body, with the breath. Feeling this body. Sitting and breathing. you to start wherever it's easiest. Either with a benefactor, dear friend, or yourself. Priming the heart with metta. Remembering that there are the multiple elements to support you in this practice. One is the image or the felt sense of the person you're giving metta to, bringing that to your mind's eye. That can help sustain the energy. And that feeling of metta, which could be felt as sensations in the body, that wish, that goodwill, feeling of warmth, goodwill, allowing that to come out of the connection you feel to that being, allowing the wishes to arise from the image or the felt sense. And allowing the phrases to create continuity, to support the other elements.
And now, as the heart is primed, we'll do the bait and switch and replace the image of the easy person or yourself with the person you've been having a slight difficulty with. With the understanding that just like your dear friend or benefactor and just like you, this being too just wants to be happy. Just like you, they too suffer. They have highs and lows. And in fact, it is said that hurt people hurt people. This being is likely hurting from where the hurt that you felt might have come from. Not to condone the actions, not to accept the actions, but to see the common humanity. This being too is not so different from you or anybody else. At any point, if you find that you're struggling, the practice has become really a struggle, it is okay to pause. Just pause. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of pain that has come up for you. It's okay to shift to metta or compassion for yourself.
At times, practicing in this category might be helpful, similar to the neutral person, to imagine and visualize this being having a normal life, playing with their kids, just seeing the common humanity in their actions, in their life, to help open your heart, if you wish. Perhaps seeing them going through a similar difficulty you have experienced in your life. There are both characters in this cosmic game with different roles this time around. It could be different.
if you find that your practice with this being needs more juice, it could be helpful to try to bring to mind one wholesome quality of this being. even if your mind may not want to go there. Or perhaps inviting a memory of a time when they did something kind for you or kind for somebody else. Just to balance the image of them, not as all bad, to bring balance to mind.
Now I invite you, if you like, to bring to mind the person you're having difficulty with together with your benefactor and your dear friend and yourself. And wishing all of you well. May we all be safe, happy, healthy, and have ease in our lives. Realizing that again, in this time around, this cosmic game, these are the roles you have. It could be reversed. It could have been reversed. It's not so solid. You're all not so different from one another. And now inviting all the people in this room and their circles of four to be included in your good wishes, in your friendliness. May we all be safe and happy and healthy and no ease. May all of us live with ease in this life.
one way that sometimes this practice of metta comes to me is not so much that I'm generating the goodwill, that it's not so much mine, but really it's the acknowledgement of, of the kindness, the interconnection, friendliness that's available in the universe to everyone and all of us. And I'm acknowledging that by redirecting that. And that can be an image that could be helpful also for working with a person you're having difficulty with, just to acknowledge that they're not apart, they're not out of this web of interconnection and goodness in this world. We have uh, some time for questions. Yes. Oh, the question is, um, if you don't feel attached, how can you feel joy easily? Yeah. So, um, actually, hold on. Before I answer that, I want to ask you more. Why is that coming up for you? Tell me how is that manifesting for you? Why is it becoming an issue? Your attachments create joy, it feels. I understand they're not permanent. They're, right. But I'm not sure if I were, were attached. I mean, I get attached to things that are that your attachments bring you joy. For example, uh, when there is a beautiful day, you feel attached to it, and that brings you joy. But, and, and, but it's not clear whether it's just the, the semantics, or it's really feeling like, I, I guess I will ask you if, when there is a beautiful day, is there's this feeling of, oh, what a beautiful day, ah, do you enjoy it? with an open hand, or it's like, oh, what a beautiful day. I don't want it to end. I want this beautiful day to continue tomorrow. So, no, it, that's not there. There's your, so that, to me, sounds like you're enjoying it without, without attachment. Okay, but I do attach. But you do attach, but yeah. Do what? With people. With people, yeah, yeah. I understand that everything changes. Yeah. If you didn't attach it, and if you you would feel that joy, ah, I like. Okay, so let me try to paraphrase the question. I've been saying it here and there. The question is the connection between joy and an attachment. And basically, the question we've come to is is what you're wondering about. If if I didn't feel attached to the people um, that I care about in my life, would I still feel joy about? them being in my life, about caring for them, about the, 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 that, the joy that arises. I, I put that question to you, for you to explore, actually. I think you can have joy, you can have delight, you can have metta without attachment. And then 
See, the word joy is an interesting one that you have chosen because for me it brings up uh, vicarious joy, sympathetic joy. If, well, I think that's probably why it came to mind. Yeah, that's why it came to mind for you. So, so, of course, I can be happy for their happiness. In fact, bringing that attachment in, it, it, it makes it a little tight in my heart. To, to bring that attachment of, oh, I am so happy for you, and, and I want more of it, and, and may not, so is that? No, that's not it either. So I'm exploring with you, trying to figure out what, what is it there, what is there, where is this question, where is this uh, um, question coming from? Is it just con- attachment to the people that you care about? Yes. Yeah. You want more of it, yeah. I, I don't want more. I just feel so happy right. that we're all in each other's lives. Right, right. Which can for me order on joy. But if, you know, I feel happy for a lot of people, but I don't feel a special my Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, as we're exploring, actually, I'm glad we're exploring this more as as we as you're talking about it, and, and I hope people can hear it. It's the, this exploration is really, I think, some it's what uh, Sharon was referring to is the word attachment. I think it's it can be a problematic word, right? You have these connections in your life that give you joy. Yay! It gives me joy that you have connections, but attachment is like. Ugh. It's this tightness of the heart. It is the tightness of, it's that, which I'm not hearing is what you're saying. I'm, what I'm hearing is I have these connections that give me joy. Lovely. So it's a matter of semantics. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So the question is about the relationship between um, the the relationship with the difficult person and, and giving metta for the difficult person and forgiveness, and that you've been reading this beautiful book by Desmond Tutu, and there are four steps, and the first step is acknowledging the hurt, and the second one, um, saying the story out loud, and the third step is... The, acknowledging the common humanity, which is what we've been talking about, and the fourth chapter you haven't got to. Um, so, so, and, and wondering if there are similarities. Yes, indeed, and in fact, for a lot of people, when they are working with the uh, person they're having difficulty with, um, forgiveness comes up for them, for yourself, remorse, guilt, a lot of, it's, this, it, it's a very similar territory, and um, I'll, I'll actually save on giving in a more extended answer, I will just acknowledge what you're saying and say that tonight the topic of the talk is forgiveness. Winnie's talking about forgiveness. So thank you for asking that question. Yeah.
Sure, yeah. Yes. Yes, great. I appreciate the question. The question is to clarify um, some of the uh, instructions I was sharing about priming the heart, which seem to be an invitation to bring up an emotion, whereas the association that you have with this practice is really gathering, concentrating the mind around the phrases, perhaps, and just that steadiness. So, um, to clarify what I mean. Thank you for that question. That's great. So, Um, there are um, different elements to this practice, and I like to think of it as a three- or a four-ring circus that's going on at the same time, okay, just to clarify. And I say three or four because you can think of it either as four, you can think of three A, three B. So (laughs) so I'll clarify. the first one, really what, what we bring up first, that, that um, really supports the other elements coming in, the very first element. We start with the object. The object is the being, is the person that, let's just keep it simple, for example, our benefactor. Their image, their felt sense, the, that being as an object. That's the first thing that we bring up. That's number one. When we bring that up, often what happens, if you pay attention to your, to your body, to your heart, to what, what comes up for you, is, is that feeling of perhaps warmth, care, gratitude, or whatever it might be, right? There is a feeling of goodwill, friendliness. Um, that offering of metta, okay? That's number two. That comes up naturally, right? When you really have juice in the image, that comes up. Number number two comes up, okay? With number two, which actually 2A, 2B, I should say, is 2A, 2B. The 2B, two, the two for some people, could be a sensation, a physical sensation. That could be warmth, could be feeling peaceful, feeling just physical sensations. Sometimes, actually, the, the, the physical sensation and that that warmth of metta, that, that wish, um, that kindness, friendliness, they're one and the same. They're not so distinguished for some people. There is a distinguishing. They seem different, okay? The third one is the phrases. That's the, th- that's the third element that comes in, and that comes in through the, the goodwill, the good wish from the second element. And when the phrases come, they, they spring from the goodwill, then the whole thing can kind of gel together and they, they support each other. When the image wanes a little bit and the feeling wanes, the, 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 um, the phrases kind of keep you there, keep you, keep you, they keep the concentration going until the other ones come up. And You know, the, the three elements kind of play like this together, they go up and down. But, but the phrases can, can be the, the steady state, the steady line, the rope that keeps them through. So that's what, I, that's what I meant when I said priming the heart is priming that 2A, 2B, to bring that about, that feeling of, oh, what does it even feel like to care about someone? What does it even feel like to have friendliness 
That's the priming of the heart I, I was talking about. Is it clear now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially because, I mean, I can, it feels like a, there's a, an element of you're trying to fabricate a state and then work off of it. Mm-hmm. Fabricate is a strong word, but you know what I mean? It's like you're picking someone that will yeah. follow yeah. Right, right. Exactly. It's exactly that. And it's actually a skillful means. It's a skillful means of, of working in a way that is skillful. And, and um, both, both in this practice as well as in neuroscience, when you bring attention to something that is there already, yeah, the, the, I mean, you've all heard this, the neurons that fire together, wire together. So, so when you actually bring attention to something that exists, it, um, the neural pathways become more... Um, more grooved. So in this way, by actually bringing that and making that association, it is skillful means. Yeah, I guess I just call that concentration. Like, from my background, mm. I think that's where I was getting stomach. Semantics again. Two for two. Thank you. Um, actually, I don't know which one, who had their hands first. You did. Okay, good. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, in the back, you would know. You would see. <laughs> Go ahead. See if I can, I can summarize and paraphrase. So, basically, the question is, um, the comment and the question is that, um, 
you're having a lot of fun doing this practice and it's almost like cheating. You've done concentration practice where it doesn't, it didn't seem easy and now this seems easy and joyous and fun and like, is this, is this concentration practice? Can I do this as a concentration pra- practice? Is this basically your question? Did I summarize it? Yes. Yeah. clarifying question you asked time you said timeless awareness so so is that did you do that practice in in a different tradition or in Theravada because usually with concentration uh, time uh, say a little more Mm, I see so state of samadhi uh, whatever that might be yeah state of samadhi got it so so um Basically, again, it, it's, it's clarifying your question that is this really a concentration practice that we're doing? So, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, the four Brahma Viharas are four of the 40 concentration objects in, the Vis- in Visuddhimagga, in the Path of Purification, this thousand-some page manual of, of Buddhist psychology and Buddhist teachings passed down from the commentaries, compendium of many commentaries. So, yes, indeed, this is a concentration practice. And what distinguishes a concentration practice, which, again, I like to call a, a samatha practice because concentration brings up this idea of really efforting. Um, what makes for a samatha practice um, is when one stays with the same object, right? Instead of compared to compared to vipassana, when one is staying with different objects. So, um, as a comparison. Um, Remember Steve Armstrong years ago likened um, Vipassana to, um, uh, to um, uh, I, I, well, Samatha to absolute monogamy, whereas Vipassana is serial monogamy. <laughs> you're staying with one object and then another and then another and then another. Whereas in this case, you're staying with the same object over and over again. You're staying with the benefactor. You're staying with the same phrases over and over again. It's that is a concentration practice because you're staying with the same object. Now, if you kept switching the object over and over, if it was five minutes, it was the benefactor, and the next five minutes was your dear friend. The next, five, then the concentration would not build up as as much samatha. It, it would still be a concentration, but it would be like five minutes, and then so. It's still a concentration practice, but if you really want to want wants to do it as as a samatha practice, it needs to be continuous periods of time with one object and consistency with the phrases. Yeah, okay. and that's it. Yeah. Um, I was when we moved to the person Now you're all going to say that the whole day. Wow. <laughs> person, we're going to. Well, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rise like that because mm-hmm. just bringing 
So let me paraphrase and make sure I heard you correctly. So you've experienced that as we've moved today to the category of the person you're having difficulty with. Um, there is this apprehension. There is this feeling of fear um, coming up in your heart as if you want to protect yourself. Um, and that feeling is similar to when you were receiving metta, when you're a recipient of metta yourself. Um, so the, the question is, um, clarify the question for me, like how, how to work with that, I guess, is the question. Is, how can you tell the difference? Mm. If, if fear feels big and sort of emotional and metta feels kind of big and sort of emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how to really tell the difference if, if both this fear of, of lack of protection in a way, um, be getting close to this this being feels big and emotional and receiving metta feels um, also big and emotional and, and, and there's fear in both cases. So what I would say is um, in both cases there is some fear, right? There is some fear. So I would have some gentle inquiry, very gentle inquiry. What is this? Just maybe dropping in the question, what is this? What, what is going on? What is going on? Um, in the case of, of the fear coming up when receiving um, metta, when being the recipient, that discomfort, ha- checking into that, what is that? Is there, is there fear that I'm not deserving? Is there fear that if I receive it, I won't be strong enough? Is there, like, what is that quality of the fear? Just exploring that gently in your practice. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but you but you're saying the feelings are similar in a way. So it might be helpful to to. I know the question is more about working with the difficult person, person you're having difficulty with. We're going to get that in a moment. But but also, I invite you to to gently investigate what is that because um, there is something there also that you brought up that might be worth sitting with, exploring, um, since receiving. Metta, um, the feeling of it, 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 when it's flowing, when there is no something in the middle, it feels good, it flows, it, it lifts the heart, it, it doesn't feel dangerous, right? It feels safe, it feels really safe. And given that there is that similarity, I invite you to gently investigate there. Now, coming to the ca- this category and feeling that fear of oh, lack of protection, I'm not going to be protected. Um, It's interesting because in a way, the practice of metta, um, especially for 
for, in, for this category of people we have difficulty with. It's actually protecting your heart, protecting your heart and mind from pain and hurt. Because every time that you're you know, going over the story, and guess who's being hurt? So it is, this metta is a protection. And look into that fear. Again, it's a fear of, oh, if, if I have friendliness towards this person, they can walk all over me next time. Look, check that out. Maybe, maybe it's there, maybe it's something It's like that. And is that true? Because again, we're not talking about stupid compassion. We're talking from a state of friendliness from which healthy boundaries and wisdom can actually grow from there. They, they live together. So I invite you to investigate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, one more. We're over time, but yes, one more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I just, for years, have just literally said the phrases with no expectation, mm-hmm. I could go through them. But as I, you know, really delve into trying to open up my heart mm-hmm. and seeing who I want to say metaphor, mm-hmm. that a lot, so much emotion and actual mm-hmm. kind of suffering yeah. arises. Yeah. And so I feel like there's this intermediary step yeah. that needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The question is about doing the practice of metta over a long time and how for you, for a long time, the, the, the readiness of the heart was to say the phrases and just trust in the phrases. And there was this intermediate space when there was more readiness to actually delve in a little more into what the phrases actually brought up in terms of these complicated human relationships that we have and the emotions and, and the suffering and pain around them. Um, and, and indeed, there is this readiness that needs to happen. We don't go barging in like, okay, bring it on. It's like when the heart is ready, you know, it's like sometimes it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit much. It's a bit much and we take a step back and whew, we take a breath. We take a breath and maybe go to self-compassion from the, the suffering that comes up. Or we take a breath and, and we, um, maybe we go to equanimity at that point. Um, maybe we take a moment to go and, and work and, and just attend, be in the present moment, just breathe, just get our grounding, get, get physically stable. So um, that's stabilizing, opening up, exploring, and then it is wise to titrate. It is quite wise to titrate. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for your practice. And today has been, as we hear, has been opening and, and interesting for many of you. So thank you for hanging in there with the person you're having difficulty with. <laughs>